is up bros i'm caleb and i'm john and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros uh this week on the podcast we have absolutely nothing to talk about in 4k spotlight or through the wall um any news that we thought we had like nothing's really been affected that much um we were going to talk about like the writer's strike or something but that so that's technically ended but it hasn't ended any of the other strikes and their deal is still kind of up in the air so just kind of be pointless to talk about and then pointless i mean bring awareness to it but yeah but like nothing's like it seems nothing's fully set in stone yet yeah wait Um, so we'll, we'll get into that when when things are a little bit more solidified and then the only oh. other thing that also that I uh, that I brought to Caleb's attention, it's nothing set in stone either. It was just that already the Halloween franchise is being shopped around to uh, other studios and bidding bidding wars are already being placed, but nothing's set in stone. So once that does happen, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um. So with that, I think we can get right into this episode. Yeah, I'll say so. All right. Hey, it's Mikey T. And Grant. And Billy. And we are the Failing Hollywood Podcast. And you are listening to the All Bros Podcast, the best movie podcast that is not us. Yeah, second best. Second Se- best. Yeah, yeah. Second best. They got, don't, don't say best. They got some decent reviews. If you start lying to the audience right away, they're not going to buy nah. anything you say. I mean, uh, yeah, no. But they have awesome mediocre views on movies yeah they're fine they're fine so keep listening for more of that dude that one gets me every single time (laughs) (laughs) they got all right reviews go check them out (laughs) i have to i want to ask him i'm like did you you actually say like we're mediocre (laughs) yeah seriously it sounds like that (laughs) like no hate but it's just like you you kind of like mumbled a little bit so it's yeah. just like did he say like oh they have okay media reviews or or it's it sounds like there's something after like because like media. putting putting our reviews as not only okay but just but also mediocre in the same sentence this is like damn double blow <laughs> yeah it's fine it keeps us humble oh yeah and we love you for it mikey yep um all right so since we don't have anything in 4k spotlight or through the wall um oh i forgot what we we said we were going to do this week um we are actually going to be breaking down spider-man 3 uh we kind of had a crazy week once again um october is going to be a weird month for us so yeah it is please uh have some mercy (laughs) I well, guess buckle buckle up for a uh, for a fun ride of a month. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be breaking down Spider Man three. We were originally supposed to be breaking down a haunting in Venice. We pushed that one a couple weeks. Um. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. If you guys were looking forward to that, um, but we got Spider Man three for you. So yeah. The yeah. best one of the trilogy, if you ask me. Yeah. So I'm lying. 
I know. <laughs> hey, you don't know. I do know. Yeah, um, yeah, you do. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so because we changed it around, we and we did ask a question of the week because it was seriously up until today that we thought we were going to be breaking down a hunting in Venice. Um, Man, it's my fault. I am so nah. sorry. It's fine. It it's it happens. Like last week was was pretty much the same thing for me. Um but what we can do is we'll still read off our our question of the week, our answer to the question of the week. Uh we okay. only got one. So or we or we only got like a couple. Okay. And if let me you hear noise, let me just double check. I'm... Okay, thank God. I thought like TikTok was just gonna like freaking blast me with the volume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm not seeing anyone that answered on uh uh what's it called? On YouTube. So I think we're good there. And then I'm uh, seeing so, yeah, two we on just, TikTok. Yeah, and I, I we don't get any on uh on Instagram. Rarely ever. Um, I've noticed that. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'll read one. You read one. Um, so, yeah. So our question. So the, we asked a question of the week for a haunting in Venice. Um, and we just asked, tell us what paranormal event turned you from skeptic to believer. Um, yeah. And that's just kind of in ties with, uh, with the haunting in Venice. Cause that's based off of a, I wouldn't say it's based off of it's it's this detective who's experiencing supernatural stuff or stuff that he believes to be supernatural and blah, blah, blah. So we'll. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know so, to you guys. I don't think I need to see the movie anymore. Caleb just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> said it perfectly. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's the uh, the question that we asked. Um, so let's read off these uh, these responses. You want to take the first one? Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I got to take this first one just because if this ever happened to my cat, um, I'm literally taking Alexander and we're fleeing to Mexico. I just want you to know that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so coming from Flaccid Pancake, uh, they said, I saw a shadow throw my cat off the table. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm grabbing Alexander. I'm burning my apartment down and we're fleeing to Mexico. Yep, that's what's happening. That seems reasonable, <laughs> but I can understand why that made, why that made you a believer. Cuz yeah, if that. Yeah, no thanks. Dude, I don't even know what I'd do if I saw a shadow throw something. Now see with Caleb, if it was a cat, he he'd be fine. He'd be like, oh, that, that's normal. Yeah, the, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. I don't know. Like if it, if I if I saw and believed that it was a shadow that did it, no. I'd probably flip the hell out. I just thought, you know, since you really don't like cats, you know, it'd just be another day for you, dude. I'm so freaking hyper aware of scary shit. Like, it's not even funny. Like, if I even get, like, an inkling that something's, like, happening, I'm, like, a freaking, like, hawk. Um, okay. Like, I, mean, I don't know what that's happened. A good thing. 
Yeah. So I'll tell so I went to go see a haunting in Venice today. So the day that we we were recording. I was sitting like I was so cautious about where I sat. I sat in the second to last row. I checked the back row to make sure that no one was like hiding out. <laughs> like with my with like my phone's flashlight cuz I was the only one in the theater, which was fantastic. Um so yeah, I, I I gave it a quick once over with my phone and I'm like, "All right, cool." I sat down in my seat and like the movie started and whatnot. And so where I was sitting, I could see some of like the 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 stairway lights and one of those lights kept like turning off intermittently and just for a minute and then would turn back on and it'd be fine like for a good like half hour before it shut off again. I was so hyper aware of that light. Like I I even like anytime that that light like flashed or turned off i was like did a quick once over of the theater and like okay i'm fine (laughs) and then there was like this weird noise that i think was coming from the movie but it was weird because the sound system in my theater wasn't all that good but it was it sounded like it was coming from like above me behind like above and behind me and so i kept like looking back and i'm like okay is there like some freaking employee sneaking through the projector window or something like something's going on and is freaking me out but yeah i'm i'm so hyper cautious with shit like that i'm like i i don't freaking play with scary shit okay yeah you just tell me that story yeah there you you definitely could not handle something like the exorcist in theaters (laughs) yeah i didn't think you'd handle paranormal activity not in theaters. Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the reason I don't think I could handle either of those is I don't do well with cheap jump scares. And those are just movies packed with them. You're not wrong. Yeah. So I'm just no, I, I don't freaking play. So if I saw a, sh- a shadow and I genuinely believe that that shadow threw something that was solid to the floor or whatever i same boat we're freaking deuces <laughs> <laughs> like i i'm freaking leaving the gas on and throwing a match inside and just see ya <laughs> yep exactly. i don't know where we're going but we're not staying here <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah so i i totally understand that one yeah like how that would flip you that hard all right um and then mine is going to come from a talented failure uh who said things moving and disappearing before my very eyes yeah oh hell no dude has that ever happened to you not me, but no, uh, I'm grateful it hasn't because um, I don't want to experience that. Dude, so I actually have Bro, a story about something like this. No shit. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. So th- this may be why I'm very like hyper cautious of things in terms of like haunted. So you remember that old school that was like boarded up and whatnot on Main Street? Dude, I think I know what you're talking about. 
but yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they knock Sorry, that uh, down, or is it still there? Or is it? No, it's still, still there. there. It got renovated. Um, it looks a lot better, so it actually like it's functional now. But I swear, I know exactly what story you're talking about. It may, it may be a different one. I it do remember okay. that there was one that like me and you were involved in. Okay. So you, oh wait, sh- no, the one that I'm thinking of this that involved Bronson seeing something. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't trust Bronson for shit. Um, <laughs> fair uh but yeah okay so there oh actually i have two i have two like really good ones all right so check this out so the first one i'm going to talk about is at this school um i used to take guitar lessons kind of behind where this school was and i remember i was riding my bike over there one time um i think my mom was like all right, no, 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 no. Because I only ever rode my bike over there when I was like with you guys, with you and like Sammy and everyone. So my mom was like discussing stuff with my guitar teacher. And so she just kind of was like, oh, just hang out here. And so we were right next door to that old school. So I was like, whatever, she's taking forever. I'm going to go check this shit out. And I went up to a, a window that was like busted open. Right. And like, I kind of got like, it was on the, the ground. So I got down on my knees and was like looking inside the, like this, this room. And there was a desk, like one of those, like a school desk. So like one would, that had like the chair and the, de- like the desktop attached to it and everything. And it was like the only one there, like in that room. It didn't feel like out of place. It wasn't like in the middle of the room. It was just kind of like off in the corner okay. or whatever. And I remember like looking down and I like was like eyeballing the rest of the room and I kind of started to stand up and I heard a noise and then I went back down and that damn desk was gone. <laughs> and I was like, nope. And I jumped <laughs> in the freaking car. <laughs> nope, I'm done. Yeah. I, I saw that I like I saw that I was like I because and I was like sat there for like in I I went inside the freaking guitar center grabbed my mom's keys jumped in the car and it was just like sitting there and I'm like okay like running through it in my brain I'm like you saw the desk like you know you saw the desk where did that desk go <laughs> like trying to rationalize what the hell uh. happened. Dude, if I were you, I wouldn't have even gotten the keys for my mom and just went into the car by myself. I'd want to stay by as many people as I could. <laughs> yeah, but I, I freaking like panicked hard. Understandable. Um, yeah, the second one was okay. So on the street that uh, my parents live on, um, our elementary school was like is on the same road so we could walk to our elementary school uh wait did you which elementary did you go to again uh forbes okay okay for for second and third grade at least so i remember i was in third grade okay and there was this old barn on our way back that was just kind of like covered in trees. It was like on its own little piece of land. So it was like a eh, somewhat nice house, nice house, nice house, creepy old ass barn, nice house, nice house, nice house. And 
I remember hearing horror stories from like some of the other kids um, about what was up with that barn and it's freaked me out. So I started walking across the street from the barn. Like anytime I'd come up to it or, or whatever. So like I'd walk like super far away from this barn. I don't remember when it ever happened, but I remember like how this barn was like, there was a concrete foundation. It had a little bit of like a, a, an entryway that didn't come completely to the street. And it, um, yeah, it was just like a raggedy old, like barn. Right. I remember walking up to this barn and like looking inside, there was like chains and stuff hanging from the ceiling and stuff like nothing creep, like too creepy other than the freaking chains. And I like the chains were enough for me to be like, "Mm, I'm not liking where this is going. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, uh, nope. Like I'm, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street. I don't remember when it ever happened. And usually the, that, that type of construction or that type of demolition takes a while that the barn got knocked down. Eventually. I can't seem to find a single person that knows when it was taken down. Interesting. It was just, it was just there one week and then it was gone the next. And when I say gone, I'm not talking like, oh, it looked like someone dug this up. It looked like it had been abandoned. Like there was no like upturned dirt. There wasn't any like big concrete blocks or giant like things that are typically left over from a demolition like that. It was it looked like it was just flat land, like almost like there had been nothing on it. Because the ground was like, like nice and solid. It wasn't like churned up or whatever. It was just there one weekend and then gone the next. And I like, I remember asking my dad, I'm like, hey, who took down the barn? And he's like, the barn's gone. And I'm like, yeah, the barn's gone. <laughs> and like he went and looked and he was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't see anyone working on it. And I'm like, I, I, I freaking knew some people like around the corners and I'm like, Hey, did you see who took this barn down? And they're like, no, no one knows like where the hell this barn went. It just freaking vanished. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And usually like underneath the, like the concrete and stuff, like when you lay down a foundation, there's usually nothing because nothing's had the chance to grow. Right. Yeah. But where that barn stood, it was like weeds and shit. Huh. And I shit you not. It was like. It was like a Friday that I like walked past it. And then Monday when I was coming home, because my I think my like my mom took me to school, like drove me that day on my way walking home. That damn barn was gone. And looked like it just. Like not, it looked like nothing had been there. And it That's like so crazy. It psyched me out. And I'm just like. Aliens, <laughs> like oh, this is some Men in Black level shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Men in Black came, took this like cannibalistic house or this cannibalistic barn out, and just wiped everyone's memory of it. 
except me. <laughs> oh, dude. That is so interesting. Huh? Yeah. Freaking some crazy shit. So totally feel where he's coming from with the things moving and disappearing. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, I don't play with that shit no more. <laughs> yeah. Un- understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you to you two, Flaccid Pancake and Talented Failure, for answering our question of the week. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. And we appreciate you giving us something to talk about. Do you have any like paranormal stories? I feel like if anyone does, it'd be you. Or have you just become I'd... numb to that shit? <laughs> I kind of become numb to that shit, honestly. It's like you probably have a poltergeist, <laughs> don't even know it. <laughs> With all the Gacy shit I got in my apartment, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, dude, yeah, okay. Um, I guess. No, I don't know if this like really counts because, um, like, uh, I think it was when I was recording episode two of the Gacy Gazette. Um, I was talking like shit, um, like how, oh, he deserved to everything that he got, deserves to burn in hell and everything. And I swear, I felt breathing on my neck. It felt like something was behind me, and I had to do a double take. Like I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> telling it right now. So like, G- apparently Gacy didn't like the way I was talking about him from the other side. Um, yeah, you start so. breathing on your neck. It's just like, <sighs> <laughs> no. Why you gotta say that shit? Why you gotta do that shit? <laughs> oh man. But I mean, that dude. Yeah, that's all I. That's all I can think of. That's like happened to me in recently. Fair enough. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that freaks <laughs> that me. Is... That, sh- that shit freaks me the hell out. Oh man. S- Sam said Stacy had her deceased grandma come sit on the edge of her bed one night. Dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that would. Ooh, okay. Oh, I just got goosebumps from that. Ooh, okay. Yeah. How about no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I'm like, I'd be like, Grandma, this isn't your bed. This isn't your plane of existence. Yeah. No more. Get out of here. <laughs> it's it's great to see you again, but uh, now it's not the time. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, whew, okay. Just talking about it stirs emotions. Oh, yeah, understandable. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that that's some hard stuff to talk about. I understand. Dude, what was that? What's that quote from? I hope uh, Stacey's okay. Yeah. What's that quote from freaking Game of Thrones? The night is long and full of terrors (laughs) (laughs) or something like that. Ooh, I would not handle that well. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Mm. No thanks. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm good. Dude, I I don't remember. Was it you or was it me that took a picture of one of those creepy dolls at the Graveface Museum? No, I refuse. I don't th- So I think it was me. Did I though? I thought I didn't because I didn't want to freaking like see it freaking move in my uh when I'm looking at the freaking picture. 
Okay, I I, th- I thought that was the case, but I was I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I'd taken one too, because I was trying. Like I remember, I don't know if I think I might have taken it from your phone. Okay, that's like why I'm remembering taking one. But I remember like going to pull it up for someone who's just like, oh, like did you get any pictures of the creepy shit? And I was like, yeah, of course I did, and. I was going through my phone and I saw that it was like not there. And I was just like, well, I know I didn't delete it. <laughs> and so it's I was like, like psyching myself out. I was just like, uh, <laughs> dude, did you see uh, what Grayface posted a couple days ago about um, how they're going? I forget how long, but they're literally going to let you stay overnight at the Grayface Museum lights out. Um, but you have to like sign a waiver because like they're not responsible for like any like paranormal entities you'll experience. Like, I think they're gonna even give you like night uh night vision goggles. Like <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, Hell man. No. <laughs> dude, even I'm like that. Like I'm just like inside I'm like, dude, that'd be so cool to like night vision, uh uh freaking go into the freaking serial killer's room, all that gay shit. But at the same time, like I'm gonna freaking like see one of those paintings of pogo freaking move and i'm just gonna lose my shit um so yeah no i'm good that sounds cool as hell like that like kudos to you ryan like, like that's an awesome idea um but yeah i'm good dude I'm, did I'm you good. see he's hiring scare actors too so Why? it's Do not I get to dress up as john wayne gacy <laughs> <laughs> no Sorry. it's not just it's kidding. not just freaking like I I saw that post. It's not just a freaking like overnight experience. Like there's going to be freaking scare actors there. So okay, that's pretty like, badass. They're going to like actively try and scare the shit out of you. And I would absolutely <laughs> sharp my pants. <laughs> uh, Caleb, I would love to see that. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I am way too jumpy for anything like that. He is. <laughs> Dude, I get scared if if people come up and like too suddenly when I'm at work. Dude, because like you're my that back, jumpy. Yeah, like my back is to so like I work on the laser machine. And so my back is to where people will come up and ask me for shit. And yeah. they'll come up like and they won't even be that close. They'll just like be like, hey Caleb, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Damn, I'm super freaking jumpy, dude. Like I, I do not play with horror shit. Not if I can wow. avoid it. <laughs> okay, you know what? Understandable. Complete- <laughs> god damn, Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh. So anyway, thank you to those of you that answered our question of the week, and to Sam for. Yeah. Probably make me not sleep well. <laughs> yeah, same here. But I hope that you and Sa- you and Stacy are okay. Yeah. Oh, so uh, with that, let's say we get into this week's breakdown. Let's do it. Uh, 
So like we said earlier, we will be breaking down Spider-Man 3, one of our more last minute episodes. This is probably like the most last minute that we've ever had, because it's like because you messaged me at like, like what, five? Uh, No, I don't think I messaged you that late. Didn't? Yeah, I messaged you at like noon. Did you really? Or like or noon my time. Oh. Um Oh no, you you messaged me at 6. I did? Yeah. So that was about 4 o'clock your time. What? At least that's what time that's what time I got it. It says 6:11. That's when you ask oh. if you chance or record tonight. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about like switching the movie. Oh, my bad. Oh, switching the movie. Yeah, switching the movie was earlier to. Okay. Yeah, you missed. Yeah, you're that right. At, like one. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. He's right. Yeah. Freaking. Yeah. That. Yeah. That probably is. That is. Ugh. Yeah. This definitely is our most last minute episode. Yeah. Damn. Um. All right. So, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a final All Bros letter grade that we compare to movies of a similar grade. It also gives a ranking, so it's kind of fun to see where it ends up in the ranking. But yeah, so it doesn't really matter all that much, despite what we may say on TikTok. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Yeah, so with that... Uh, if you have not seen Spider-Man 3, you are way late to the freaking game. You've had like 16 years. I think yeah. it's exactly 16 years that you've had. Yeah, just about. When did this come out? It came out 2007. 2007. Holy shit. Yeah, it came out a long while ago. So you guys have no excuse for... Uh, for not seeing this telling time with Rose. <laughs> okay, let's 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 start that one on telling time with Rose. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> Dude, that one's good and you know it. Yeah, that yeah. All right, Sam, that's a good one. Oh man. But yeah, so you have been properly warned. Um so, yeah, if you listen beyond this point and anything from this movie is spoiled for you, sex be you. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've we've given you our uh, our appropriate warning. So. Uh, so with that, Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you uh, in our favorite segment that we like to call reading with Rose. I have to do things like backwards. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Peter Parker plans to propose to Mary Jane Watson, who has made her Broadway musical debut. In Central Park, a meteorite lands near the two, and an extraterrestrial symbiote follows Peter to his apartment by attaching to his motorbike. Harry Osborn, knowing Peter is Spider-Man, seeks to avenge his father Norman's death. Using Norman's performance-enhancing gas and Green Goblin technology, he battles Peter to an event to an eventual stalemate, uh, developing partial amnesia. Meanwhile, police pursue escaped, escaped convict Flint Marco, who visits his wife and sick daughter before fleeing. Falling into an experimental particle accelerator that fuses his body with the surrounding sand, he gains the ability con- to control and reform his body with sand, becoming Sandman. During a festival honoring Spider-Man for saving Gwen Stacy's life, Peter kisses her to please the crowd, angering Mary Jane. Marco then robs an armored truck and escapes after defeating Spider-Man. NYPD Captain George Stacy, Gwen's father, informs Peter and his aunt and his Aunt May that Marco is Uncle Ben's true killer. The deceased Dennis Carradine was Marco's accomplice. At the apartment, the symbiote assimilates. Sure. Oh my God. Assimilates. That's the word. (laughs) She's Louise. I was like, I don't know what the hell you're trying to say right now. <laughs> the Spider-Man suit as Peter sleeps in it while waiting for Marco to come out of hiding. Peter awakens on top of a building, discovering that the symbiote has colored his suit black and enhanced his powers. However, it also brings out aggressive traits of his personality. Peter locates and battles Marco in a subway tunnel. Discovering that water is his weakness, he opens a pipe, releasing water that reduces Marco to mud and washes him away in a sewer. Peter's changed demeanor alienates Mary Jane, who also receives negative reviews from critics. She she shares a tender moment with Harry, but leaves in regret. Urged by a hallucination of his father, Harry recovers from his amnesia and forces Mary Jane to break up with Peter. Harry later meets up with Peter and tells him that Mary Jane loves him. Under the symbiote's influence, Peter confronts Harry and spitefully says his father never loved him. As Peter leaves after an ensuing fight, Harry throws a pumpkin bomb at him, but the former deflects it back, scorching the latter's face. At the Daily Bugle, Peter exposes rival photographer Eddie Brock, whose fake photos incriminate Spider-Man. Publisher J. Jonah Jameson fires Brock and promotes Peter to staff photographer. Later, Peter brings Gwen to a jazz club where Mary Jane now works. In an attempt to make her jealous, Peter interrupts Mary Jane's performance and dances with Gwen in front of her. Upon realizing Peter's true intentions, Gwen apologizes to Mary Jane and leaves. After assaulting the bouncers and accidentally hitting Mary Jane, Peter realizes that the symbiote is corrupting him retreating to a church's bell tower and discovering that the sounds of clanging metal weaken the creature peter removes the symbiote brock is at the same church and becomes the symbiote's new host as venom brock locates a still living marco and convinces him to join forces to kill spider-man brock abducts mary jane and holds her captive from a web at a construction site intending to kill her in revenge for peter ruining him while marco keeps the police at bay After Harry declines to help Peter, Harry's butler reveals that Norman's death was not Spider-Man's fault. While Brock and Marco pin Peter down, Harry arrives to help Peter and save Mary Jane. Brock attempts to impale Peter with Harry's glider, but Harry jumps in and is impaled instead. While remembering the symbiote's weakness, Peter assembles a 
a perimeter of metal pipes to create a sonic attack, weakening weakening it and allowing Peter to separate Brock from the symbiote. Peter activates a pumpkin bomb and throws it at the ho- at the hostless symbiote. Having become addicted to its influence, Brock attempts to save the symbiote, and both are vaporized. Marco explains that Ben's death was an accident that has haunted him, and that everything he has done was to help his daughter. Uh, sorry, Peter forgives Marco, allowing him to escape. Peter and Harry reconcile before the latter dies from his injuries. Sometime after Harry's funeral, Peter visits Mary Jane at the jazz club where they embrace and share a dance. Nice. Yeah. Ugh. So I don't know about you, but I feel if it weren't for the meddling of Sony and wanting certain things put into this movie, um, this could have been a way better third movie. Um, Bro, no freaking like the only symbiote that or is so from what I've seen is Sam Raimi never wanted Ven- Venom in this movie. He wanted the two villains to be Harry Harry's Green Goblin and Sandman. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. But so with since he didn't want Venom, I can't remember. Is that including the the symbiote for Spider-Man or was he wanting to include that? No, so you can't really have Venom without the symbiote. Fair. So he didn't... Venom at the time was a a newer character, but he was wildly popular with fans. And so that's why Sony was pushing real hard because they, I think they wanted to get some of that Venom money out. Um, Like for Venom merchandise and shit. So they wanted a reason to sell some more of his shit Mm. um so yeah they pressured sam raimi like really freaking hard to put venom in this so i don't think sam raimi wanted i think he was fine introducing venom at the end because there was i mean there was talks of a spider-man 4 like there was like there i think they had like a, a line or a a plan in place to release a Spider-Man four. Yeah. He already had his lineup of villains ready. His main one. He wanted it to be the vulture. Yeah. Which would have been freaking sick. Yeah. That, that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he was, he was kind of forced to, uh, to throw venom in. And so he didn't know how to handle venom. What is the, the issue? He's like, I knew how to handle Green Goblin. I knew how to handle Doc Ock. I knew how to handle Sandman. He, I did not know anything about Venom other than what he was told. And what he was told was that Venom's kind of a goofy character. That, and so that's what it I turned think... into turned Peter into a goofy character. Yeah, I, I think that's what I've always appreciated. Um, with Sam Raimi as a director when it came to his Spider-Man movies, he picked like the most well-known, but they've had so much um, character development throughout the years that there's so much um, material that you can look back on to fully understand these villains. And so like, there's so many directions that you can take them in. And so I feel with Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus, he freaking nailed it so perfectly because not only for what he wanted to add to them, but also just the constant decades of material that he had thanks to the comic books uh, that they were in. Um, But yeah, like you said, Venom was a brand new character. Um, Definitely one of a, definitely a goofy character. 
Um, and like, honestly, a hot take. Um, he has never been one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. And um, I've never understood the huge hype for him. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't hate the character. Um, honestly, definitely- I think it's, it's just because he's a he's a cool looking character. I think that's the hype. Yeah, I mean, and hell, in the new in Venom and Venom Two, yeah, I will fully admit he looked badass. He looked awesome, but just I've never gotten the character development from Venom that I get from Norman Osborn, from Otto Octavius, um, even Flint Marco, especially in this movie. Um, just, have you, you seen? Have you seen the thing talking about like? Uh, like the like the canon events it was like shortly after across the spider-verse came out um there was a lot of different writers and stuff talking about like canon events right okay and like one of the big ones is there needs to be an uncle ben figure so according to some venom writers they were saying that peter parker is venom's uncle ben what the shit yeah like that's that's his equivalent. It's this the first person that he bonded to on this new world created like a, a bond with the and then ultimately got rejected. Huh? By his first host. And so that's why he holds such a disdain for Spider-Man. Is because Venom or Peter Parker was Venom's first love more or less and then that that person like rejected him like who he was and like even went as far as like actively attacking him with like the 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 sound waves and and everything yeah that is so interesting yeah like a super interesting take right yeah huh I kind of dig that. I like that. Yeah, so that's like that's Venom's obsession with Spider-Man. Okay, I could totally buy that. Okay. Yeah, I totally do too. But yeah, I Venom he just wasn't established well. He it, was not like honestly, I don't blame um I mean, we'll get to acting with this, but I don't blame Topher Grace at all. I feel he did the best that he could with what he was given for the character of not only Eddie Brock, but Venom as well. Yeah. Do I will say if they were to have handled Venom in more of the way that they have dealt with him in the recent one with Tom Hardy, where there's like a dialogue between like you can hear that inner dialogue between the host and and venom i think you could have done some really good things with that and made him a little bit better well received i agree because yeah when it comes to that kind of stuff like that's honestly that's like some of my favorite parts of the previous two venom films just when they're freaking when um eddie and venom are just like going at it at each other like freaking love that shit yeah so, like, I, I think that they could have touched upon that. But again, you're just what you're dealing with is someone who was a grew up being a fan of Spider-Man and then having to f- basically shoehorn this new character that he knew nothing about into his film. 
yeah, a film that he already had kind of a set <laughs> plan for. Yeah, I would love to see or hear what Sam Raimi's original plan for Spider-Man three was same dude, same. Like, I don't need it to be thrown into pr- to, to production or anything. I just want to he- I, j- I want him to release like a book like this is like what Spider-Man three should have been. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I buy that shit day one. Dude, no joke. Like, I'd have that shit on pre-order. Yeah, dude, same. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, freaking audio book it with the, the cast members, dude. That'd be sick. Bro, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, But, I mean, looking past Venom, you know, and just how that just should have never been added to this third movie. Um, I, I'll, There are some other parts that you're just like, what the hell were, you know, were they thinking? Definitely got to, you know, bring up Bully McGuire, um, the freaking uh, the dancing scenes, um, the those get cringier on every watch. I don't know about you. Yeah, they don't they don't age well. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> but I think but, they've become such a freaking staple in, in care in Spider-Man lore that it's kind of like it's become funny. Like it it went from, it's turned from cringy to freaking to funny. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there, there is still a lot to love with this story. Um, you know, looking past like all the, some of the problems that you might have with the symbiote when it comes to Peter Parker, you still get some great moments with not only Peter Parker, but Spider-Man. Um, just, uh, you know, seeing him deal with, you know, of course his relationship with Mary Jane um, and how it's just been, on honestly once once the symbiote you know enters him it's just up and down for him with that um what he goes through with harry especially um that's always been my fit one of my favorite parts of this third movie um you know uh freaking how you see how much hatred harry has towards peter for killing his father um and you know the whole accident with his amnesia and then just you know just everything else that happens, but then finally they actually reconcile at the end and th- 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 there's, there's an ounce of peace with them as Harry passes away, um, which I'm very grateful for. I'm, I'm really glad that they, that Harry didn't freaking die hating Peter. Cause that would have freaking sucked. I would have hated that. Um, that was a great call, dude. Like, to not end it that way to yeah, end it I can't on imagine like, that. a reconciliation between the two like oh man but whenever so when i was reading that um the when oh my god what's the butler's name again uh da, 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 da. let me see damn where is it Brock, is it? Uh-huh. sorry houseman Oh, he just says Houseman? Yeah, that's... Yeah, oh. he, he's played by John Patton. Oh. And it, um, yeah, he's just credited as Houseman. Oh. Um, whenever I think of... do Even when I'm watching the movie, when that scene comes up, the only thing that I can think of is... Have you seen the How It Should Have Ended for Spider-Man 3? Please tell I, me It's have. been forever since I've seen it, but, but yeah. <laughs> the part where he's explaining to Harry, he's just like, 
the night your father died, he was impaled by his own glider. It, it was his own fault. And Harry's just like, you were so fired. What? what? D- d- but I thought you wanted to know the truth. He's like, I took a grenade to the face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. That's like the only thing that I can think of when I see that scene. <laughs> dude, I will say I don't. I have real mixed feelings about the Harry becoming the new goblin. That's fair. Um, Like I'll fully admit when it came to like Harry becoming the new green goblin, I feel it was handled better in like the 2000 series. Was it the night? No, I think it was the 90 series. Was it the nineties? Shit. When did that series come out? Like do, the do animated you know the one, that- one. Yeah. Which, so which one? I mean, there's been, I swear it's 90s Spider-Man. Let me Yeah. Let me I, so the you're talking about the uh like the Spider-Man we grew up on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was ni- that was 90s Spider-Man. Okay. So 90s Spider-Man. Um like I freaking remember the way that they tackled Harry becoming um Harry Harry wow. I remember how they tackled Harry becoming the Green Goblin after after Norman um died. Um and just freaking how terrifying he becomes. Um, and just, I don't know, when someone becomes the new goblin, I expect them to be freaking terrifying. Like, say what you will about the Amazing Spider-Man 2, but at least Harry, like, he was actually, like, felt like the Green Goblin. He was actually intimidating. Like, you could tell that the uh, what entered his body, like, effed him up. Um, and you felt that way with Norman Osborn in the first Spider-Man movie. Um, so the fact that even though we see that... James Franco's Harry Osborn is injected with the goblin serum, right? Yeah, we see that, right? No, that's the part that I have an issue with. uh, Yeah, but I felt like so at the end. So at the end of Spider-Man Two, he takes that knife and throws it through the the window or that mirror. Remember? Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it was like an end credit scene or or part of the movie, but he throws it through, and the machine that Norman used to become the green goblin is in there along with the serum. Um, You never see Harry take the serum. I don't think, I think you see, well, hold up. Yes, you do. Cause yeah, I you, see like him, you see him come out of the chamber. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, you don't see him inject himself with anything, but you see him like coming out of the same chamber. Okay. And I think that like that's as far as that goes. But yet that doesn't affect his like personality at all, really. His he, psyche at all. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, he never feels like the green goblin. Yeah. That like that's what what's kind of got me cuz I remember reading something. I think it might have been like uh like the book adaptation of this movie Mm. and them saying that he altered the formula to not have the kind of impact that it would have on his mind. So it would give him all the perks of being the goblin without any of the mental uh, effects. But that, I think that's what's got me confused. It's because like, it doesn't seem like Harry has any of like the mental issues that Norman did. Yeah. So he would have if, had to alter it. 
If that's the case, you're taking all the fun out of the Green Goblin. Yes, but that's not the like the issue that I have. The issue I have is you set Harry up as kind of the dummy in the first movie. He's not as smart as Peter. He's not as smart as his dad. So you're just telling me that he was able to take this formula that drove his dad to insanity and altered it to get rid of that side effect. Yeah, dude, Unless, seriously, even in the, the second one, he's made out to be even more of a dummy, I feel. Yeah, because I mean, he. I mean, yeah, you're I mean, you're dealing with that, too. And then, like, you sh- you've already showed that he has mental issues. He ta- communicated with his dad. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, what the hell? You, I know you set this up in a way that he'd have the same issues as Norman. Yeah. But you didn't like there was no follow up. Like, and I'm sure James Franco could have played Psycho just as well. I mean, probably not as well as um, Willem Dafoe. Um, but at I least think he could some... have done really well. Yeah. I swear that we've seen him do that before. So why did why? Why change it? Yeah. Why change what the Green Goblin serum does to somebody or the Goblin I, serum? Like I said, dude, I would love to see what this movie originally was. Dude, same. Yeah, because I, I feel if Sam Raimi would have truly been able to get his vision, we could have had one of the best superhero trilogies ever made. This could have been on the levels of Guardians. I dude, I absolutely believe that because the first and second are near perfection. They second are. one especially. Dude, like, absolutely. The second one's just chef's kiss. Yeah. You you can't get better than that. No, you cannot. That sets the bar so high. I think it would. I think you still would have had issues with the third. Like, true. Regardless of how good it was, just because of how good number two was. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, But yeah, Uh, I mean, I want to Google something real quick um spider-man all right dude what kind of bullshit is freaking screen rant why what happened so i i googled like what what was the original plan for spider-man 3 and it says think spider-man 3 was bad the original plan would have been so much worse uh let's see spider-man 3 so this is what what this says um spider-man 3 was almost split into two movies that would have been fine yeah um originally spider-man 3 was going to explore peter learning that he wasn't a sinless vigilante and even though he considered villains could and even though he considered villains could have humanity in them and in order to give closure to harry osborne's story um, he was brought back with the intention of being somewhere between his father's legacy and being his own person. Sandman was later added as an antagonist, and after pressure from producer Avi Arad, Raimi added Eddie Brock and Venom as well. Blah 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 blah. Splitting Spider-Man three into two parts could have made each one less. Uh, Venom's edition and Pyramid Without Force. Dude, this I freaking hate Screen Rant. The original pitch for Spider Man 3 skewed Venom or the symbiote's black suit. 
with Vulture instead, of, instead as the main protagonist, while Sandman would be the secondary villain, as in the final cut. So originally, I guess it was Vulture that was meant to be the the main villain. I'm all for in that. the opening. Yeah, in the f- opening of the film, Spider-Man would respond to a, repli- a police report of a robbery by a new villain, the Vulture, and would have foiled him and thrown him in jail, leaving Tombs to develop an intense hatred towards him, sharing a cell with Flint Marco, who would also gain superpowers involving sand physiology and morphing. Tombs would talk Marco into joining him in a quest for vengeance against the wall crawler and would enact a prison break, corralling other escaped convicts to start riots and mass looting to draw Spider-Man out and wear him out, trying to stop and quell them. Uh, in 2005, Vulture was removed from the script, uh, replaced with Harry Osborn, the new goblin and venom, uh, keeping Sandman's role. Uh, Producers felt Raimi's take on Vulture did not make for an overly compelling villain. Fair. Um, at least from what we've heard here. Yeah. But given as he had no personal ties to Spidey beyond Petty Vengeance, as opposed to Green Goblin and Doc Ock before him, and that Venom's popularity and status as a dark reflection of Spidey, in addition to the Black Suit story, being a beloved character arc from the comics and cartoons prior would make for a better story. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, in addition to upping merchandise and toy sales, freaking called it. Of course. Of course. Uh, Raimi was reluctant, having a personal dislike of Venom due to what he perceived as a lack of humanity, but ultimately acquiesced to Arid and Sony's demands and tried to do justice to the character, basing him on his earliest appearance. Yeah, uh, Sony yeah, he rushed. tried his best. Yeah, so Sony rushed Sam Raimi with the deadline of Spider-Man 3 because they did not want to lose the film rights to Spider-Man to Marvel. Damn. Man. Dude, I I really wish that we would have gotten the, to see, at least know what Sam Raimi's original vision for Spider-Man 3 was. Same here. Because I'll give him this. From what was described, the vulture did does not sound like a compelling villain. Fair, not in the way that uh, Harry Osborn is. Yeah, especially like with what you've built him up to. So I think, I think we missed out, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, but just like diving into this like what we did get or talking about what we what we did get i i don't hate this as much as critics do same here like th- this is not the worst third movie that i this is not only not the worst third movie in a trilogy this is not one of the worst superhero movies ever made it's it's not it's it's not an it's not an abomination like so many people think it is. No, it's absolutely not. I think they did as well as they could with a film yes. like this. Um, obviously, like there was freaking issues with um, with production and everything wanting to shoehorn a new villain in that the director wasn't familiar with, but. 
despite what we got, like we got something that was really fun to watch and a villain that was like super relate. I'll say relatable in like terms of Sandman. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. And I think everyone's like, if, if they, if anything was done correctly, it was proper motivations. Yes. I love that. They started off the, the movie like almost instantly with action and like with the, Peter Parker New Goblin fight. I thought that yeah. was uh, an incredible beginning. Dude, seriously, that is honestly probably still one of my favorite um superhero fights I've ever seen. It, it was so good. And then like just like the brutality of like how they're just freaking like laying into each other. Yeah, like, dude, they were not holding their punches whatsoever. Yeah, and so when when Harry gets like knocked the hell out, like I was just, <gasps> I remember the freaking reaction I had to that, dude. Same. Like I remember being like, dude. I remember the like I remember my whole reaction like the first time I watched this fight because I went to go see this movie for the first time, uh, for a friend's birthday. Really? Oh, and, okay. Yeah, cool. And so it it was opening weekend too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we went to go see this movie, and I remember like the fight, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, like being super into it. And then as soon as Harry got knocked out and was like on the floor, I was like, <gasps> like oh no, <laughs> like oh shit, that's your best friend, bro. <laughs> and just like, yeah, I remember how like instant that like switch was, and just like, <gasps> and. I, I freaking like loved it, loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that was cool. Just I think the amnesia thing took like was a at, at least at the beginning was a little bit much for me. But once he like got his memory back and everything, that's when it became like super interesting. I I can definitely agree with you there. Yeah, so I. I love I love how you could tell when he got his uh, when he lost his memory versus when he got it back, because like I think they did something with his hair. Yeah, like you notice how like before he got his memories back, like all his features were like really light, Uh, like his hair was like a lighter red and and everything. And then when he went or when he like had his memories back, it all his features went back to being like really dark. Yeah, they did. And I love that little touch. No. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. It, honestly, I think it was a little overcrowded at least near the it end. Was. But yeah. I, I think he made it work as best as he could. He really did. Like the motivations were there. Like Sandman was fighting Spider-Man because Spider-Man was keeping him from taking care of his kid. Venom and Eddie Brock were fighting Spidey because Peter Parker screwed them over. Like, albeit it was Peter Parker all symbioted up, but still. Yeah. Um, And then... Like just the the ultimate fight or how it came down to uh, the fight between Peter and and Harry and Harry gets like all effed up. So like 
that fight was freaking dope too. Yeah, like, that was super super dope. Yeah, like I remember when he like like I loved when they were just like kicking each other's ass and um freaking Harry's like all blood like his he, like blood's coming out of his mouth and he's just like I protected your ass and like I'm protected you all throughout high school and now I'm going to kick your little ass. <laughs> <laughs> then freaking Peter's ooh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I freaking loved shit like that, dude. Um, overall, like it had a good flow about it. Like, dude. my only real complaint is that it got bogged down by Bully Maguire, and it kind of got a little bit overcrowded with villains. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have very many complaints about the story. I don't either, honestly. I'd say I'm in, I'm out. I'm pretty freaking high in the in terms of these Spider-Man movies. I'd say I'm like 87. I think Hmm. I don't know, I can't decide if I want to just go yeah, you know what, man? I gotta agree. F it. 87. Alright, moving on over to writing. Dude, this is where all of Sam Raimi's movies freaking fall for me. Yeah. His writing sucks. <laughs> I mean, but... I, I mean... The yeah. overarching story, like, the overarching stories are pretty sick. And, yeah. like, when the dialogue... He's not good at filler dialogue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say besides that. Um. um but no, dude, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, like, like the interaction I feel that um Peter and Mary Jane have when they're on the bridge and she's she's breaking up with him. Um. Yeah, just like some of the freaking dialogue of that is just like so cringe. Yeah, he Sam Raimi can't do freaking not serious dialogue. Yeah. And it was the same issue in the other two movies. The villains dialogue sick. Yeah. Um, everything else kind of trash. Well, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about Eddie's line with the, oh, my spider sense is tingling, if you know what I'm talking about? Uh, honestly, I, I had less issues with that than a lot of other shit. That well, OK. All right. I think I think overall, I, if anyone if anyone was written the best, it was freaking Eddie Brock Jr. Fair. All right. I, I can I can definitely get behind that. Like my favorite part is when he gets his uh camera smashed when uh Peter's in the black suit and he just like walks up to the, like the manhole cover and he's like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> um but who can forget Peter's classic line see a chump <laughs> dude i can't watch that scene anymore without seeing that meme where he like jumps and farts can't <laughs> <laughs> dude seriously <laughs> see a chump 
<laughs> why does the internet have to ruin everything i know like i forget laugh forever at that <laughs> that scene i'm like i shouldn't have but i did oh, shit um i will say the the best dialogue is when i think sandman had the best dialogue overall there was nothing oh, dude, sandman seriously. said that like bothered me or made me feel no. like oh that's cringy like everything was like really good no especially like um towards the end um or not towards the end at the end um when him and peter are having that talk and he's just explaining everything of why he did it and you know how he plays back uh, uncle ben's death um every day and just how he wish he could have changed things um the dialogue is just absolutely fantastic yeah it's super good um New Goblins wasn't all that good. It's all right. Yeah. Mary Jane, I freaking I can't with Mary Jane, dude. I so I'm curious, is it Mary Jane throughout all three movies or is it just all this one? All three movies. Dude, I I feel I'm one of the rare people that loves Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane. I liked her for the first one and that was it. Really I love I love her in all three. Dude, she got so whiny. I'm just like she did, but I don't know. It, it worked for the way that she did the character, and I don't know. I, I I really liked her in uh adaptation of Mary Jane Watson throughout all three films. I I can't say I did. She she lo- so after the first one, I was like, okay, like there's room to improve. The second one, I'm like, no, like there's no freaking <laughs> redeeming her. And then the third one just kind of like confirmed that. I was like, yeah, I, I freaking can't with the you. Third one, third one, Caleb's just like, stop, stop. She's already dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I did not like Mary Jane as a character in, in this franchise. I She was so whiny. And then she just kept bitching and complaining about like stupid shit with uh with peter like it was so aggravating like <laughs> like i think what bothered me the most because I, I feel like there were like i went in with some like level of okay there's some redemption that can be had here but it was when she when gwen stacy came up and was like talking to Peter and then like went off on her way. And then Mary Jane just started getting all freaking butt hurt. Like, who the hell was that? I'm like, dude, don't. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, I even remember as a kid, I'm like, this seems like a bit much. <laughs> oh, shit. Like your boyfriend who you're supposed to trust is like telling you like it's she's nothing to me like she's just some like the way he was reacting like totally within like realistic when she when he's just when she's like losing her mind and he's just like she's just a girl in my class what do you want me to say oh man yeah i'm just like yeah damn (laughs) what (laughs) like what else can he say all right fair enough so so, yeah it's just that and i feel like 
was Peter being an asshole sometimes? Like, I wouldn't say he was being an asshole, but I think he was like he was trying his best to be like a supportive partner. Yeah. Like he was like he was trying to relate his like her like the critiques that she was getting to his as Spider-Man. Like cuz it's like he doesn't know what else to say. Like what's he supposed to do? Like, "Oh, maybe you'll try better next time." <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have gone over. I, like honestly, that probably could have gone over better with her for how much she freaking bitched and complained about. I th- thought he handled that situation like damn near perfectly. But you know, okay, you got a point. <laughs> yeah, I uh not a freaking fan of of her writing whatsoever. I will and- say though, I feel like one line that always sticks with me is the um when freaking uh Toby not Toby, sorry, Peter just, you know, he his landlord is just like, "Oh, uh, you know, where's my rent?" And the classic, "You'll get your rent when you fix this damn door." <laughs> that 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 line just like boosts up the writing score for me yeah uh that that was the the landlord is pretty sick i i like the landlord a lot he's a character that grew on me over time oh yeah same here unfortunately i don't think i can give writing that high I can agree with you there. The question this, is, how I'm, low are you? I'm probably sitting at like, I think Sandman was good enough to bump this up to like a slightly above average. So I, I'm sitting at like 75. Damn you, man. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> but I don't want to freaking just have a line of scores that are matching, but apparently that's what we're getting at so far. Yeah. Yeah, All right, next up we got acting. Uh, so for our cast, we have Toby Maguire, who played Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. We have Kirsten Dunst, who played Mary Jane Watson. James Franco, who played Harry Osborn slash the New Goblin. Thomas Hayden Church, who played Flint Marco, otherwise known as the Sandman. Topher Grace, who played Eddie Brock Jr. or Venom. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who played Gwen Stacy. And J.K. Simmons, who played J. Jonah Jameson. The only person to play the same character in all iterations of Spider-Man, except for the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He wasn't yeah, but there. you don't really see J. Jonah Jameson. I don't think one. you ever see him. Yeah, I think so he's I think just he mentioned st- by name. I think he could still play. That's true. So we'll just say that, yeah, in all in all three iterations of live action Spider Man, he he is J. Jonah Jameson, rightfully yep. deserved because God is he amazing as as this character. Friggin' love him. Um, all right, what's your what's your top three look like? Um, number number three. Um, I'm going to give to uh, James Franco. Um, where is he? There he is. Um, I didn't love, like, I still really enjoy his performance as Harry Osborn, um, especially, uh, you know, after he wakes up from the coma and just like the, the way that he tries to, um, 
uh, I don't know. It's just the, like the smooth talking that he does and just the way he is. Um, and especially like, you know, at the ending when him and Peter reconcile, it's, it's, it's great character moments for both. Um, so like, I, I, st- honestly, this might be like the movie that I enjoy his performance the most out of the three. And that's why I would put him in my top three. Um, I feel that his performance just got better as the movies went along. Um, so that's my number three. Uh, number two, I'd give the Thomas Hayden Church, Flint Marco, Sandman, phenomenal villain. He was absolutely fantastic. I would still put um, <clears throat> uh, Willem Dafoe and um, Alfred Molino. Is it Molino or Molina? Molina. It's Molina. Damn, sorry. I always screw that up. No, I do too. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so I would definitely put those will always be my top two favorite adaptations of Spider-Man villains always, but freaking Thomas Hayden church is still freaking up there when it comes to, um, iterations of Spider-Man builds, because he is absolutely amazing as Sandman, the emotion that he gives to his character, just everything that he brings is just absolutely fantastic. And I once again, just loved watching him on screen. Um, but number one, I have to give to Tobey Maguire, um, for the problems that I have with Bully Maguire and everything, I can absolutely look past because I still love him so much as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. And he showcased that again in this third one. Um, the, uh, all of the turmoil that he goes through as Spider-Man and as Peter Parker and the emotion that he puts in through the performance, um, it's fantastic. Like I said, there is some problems that I have and I feel it's more on character writing. It's not really acting. It's, you know, the bull and McGuire, the, um, just some things that like feel completely out of character for Peter Parker, but because of the whole symbiote storyline, you can kind of excuse it. Um, so yeah, definitely got to give number one to Tobey Maguire. There's a reason why he's many people's favorite Spider-Man. He's the OG. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think my only issue with Toby's Spider-Man is that I don't feel he's quippy enough. That's fair. I feel when it comes to quippy, Andrew Garfield freaking steals the show, especially. in. I don't even think Andrew Garfield's as quippy as I'd like him to be. He's definitely the quippiest. That's fair. I mean, I feel in the first one, they took him way too serious. Um, at least in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, he definitely had some moments to finally be quippy Spider-Man. But I definitely agree with you; he wasn't as quippy as he could have been. Definitely, yeah. With you. I I will say, um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man's a lot more chatty. It's just not quippy. Okay, that's fair. And I think I like that about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man the most. Yeah, Tom Holland. I think he just he needs to get a little quippier. Like yeah. it needs to be nonstop talking. And I'm hoping that's, what, that, that's like a strategy that people like in the comics that people have pointed out. Like, I think he's even brought like Spider-Man himself has even brought it up that he talks to get his enemies like scatterbrained. Yeah. Like, smart. that's why he doesn't shut up is because yeah. it distracts them and makes them easier to fight. Smart. He's really smart. Yeah, like so I think that's something that I think they need to adapt a little bit better. I don't think any Spider-Man has been as quippy as they should. 
other than like not including animated ones, because I feel like there's some been some animated ones that are very quippy. That's fair. I can definitely um, see there. But yeah, I absolutely agree with you on number one. Toby Maguire's the freaking bomb dot com. Uh, my number two, I think I'm, I'm agreeance with you. I'm going to give it to Thomas Hayden Church. And like same reasons as you. <sighs> this is my number three is honestly a coin flip and probably going to be real controversial. I'm giving it to Topher Grace. Dude, I you will get no um, argument from from me here because like I will like I did not love the iteration of Venom. Maybe it's just because I don't really understand the character that much. But what Topher Grace was able to do with the character and just you could tell that he kind of just had fun with it. He made it his own. And I appreciate the hell out of him for that because he did his absolute best. He really did. Dude, Topher Grace doesn't get enough credit as an actor. He doesn't. And it's bullshit. It pisses me off. Yeah, I I love like. Honestly, I think in another life, he would have made a really good Spider-Man. Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. He would have made a fantastic Peter Parker. Yeah, I I, I would have liked to see him in a role like that, because I, I think just seeing like a lot of his other stuff, like obviously he was uh, he grew up doing that 70s show and he's just done a lot of other sitcoms and comedies like he's got the comedic timing down. Yes, he does. And he's got that like that awkwardness about him that I feel fits perfectly for a character like Spider-Man. Agreed. So, yeah, I think in another life, like in a freaking in the somewhere in the multiverse, Topher Grace played Spider-Man and I freaking love it. (laughs) I I am all for that. Yeah, that makes me smile, honestly. Yeah. So but I, I loved like his just quick witted, quick talking and everything that he was able to portray about Eddie Brock Jr. Like, I thought it was really good. Once he got into Venom mode, I was like, eh, <laughs> not loving yeah. it, but yeah. But him okay. as Eddie Brock was great. Yeah. His, I will say this, his Venom voice, even though we only hear like a quick little snippet of it, kind of killer. Yeah, it was, wasn't half bad, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like you only get like one word from him in like venom mode, right? I think so. Yeah, because most of the time it's like it's separated and then like all you see is his face and like the way that he's talking. I want to know who decided that because no, it should have just been venom talking, not him freaking pulling back and be, oh, hey, here's Eddie. It's like, no, if he's if he's venom, he's fully venom. Yeah, but I, I, I remember like flipping out. When he uh, when he's talking like when he's on the wall, like crawling toward like towards Sandman and like how menacing that was that he's like, you want to kill the spider. I want to kill the spider. Like, let's like, let's team up, make it happen. And then he like kind of gets down and like is in Sandman's face. And he's like, then he like goes full mask. He's like interested. And I'm just like, (laughs) like, I got chills. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> like it's about to go down. <laughs> um, But yeah, freaking 
ah, loved his performances as uh, as Eddie Brock. Venom was hit and miss. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, that's my top three. Excellent choices. Yeah. Uh, so where are you sitting with your uh, your acting score? Uh, acting, this is definitely one of the highest, I feel, um, for me with this movie, because um, I feel that there's not really, like, I feel for what they were given to work with, everyone brings their A game here. Um, I, I know you're not the biggest fan of Mary Jane and uh, Kristen Dunst, um, but I I still enjoy her character of how she's written here and how um, Kristen Dunst uh, portrays her. Completely understand why you're, you're not a fan and like I say, completely get it. Um, say acting wise, like I'll say, I think I'm at like it. I'm going to go on 87. This I'm a little bit more on the lower end of eighties. Okay. Um, I will say Thomas Hayden church definitely brought it up. Toby did his best. I I'd say he's pretty on par with how he was in the other two. Um, but I, I think I'm heading like the opposite direction. So where you're going like two points over 85, I'm probably going to go two points lower. So I'm going to okay. sit at an 83. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we got character development, uh, which obviously we can do this on Peter Parker. Um, You know, considering, you know, looking how far he's come from the first two and into this third movie and, um, definitely bringing in the uh the effects that the symbiote has on him um i didn't there are some parts uh in this movie that i'm just like i don't love where you're taking the character um and it it all comes back to bully mcguire that's the effects that the symbiote has on his character um i like i kind of hate um like there's some parts that are like really cool with him. Like when, you know, like he's, he really gets into his big, you know, anger moments. Um, and he's like literally ready to freaking just like literally kill, um, some people with, with that scene at the bugle with Eddie, um, when he first encounters Sandman. Um, yeah, that, that shit was insane. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, no, on, honestly, um, look, <laughs> Like I, I'm trying to base it off all three of these movies, but I don't know if I, I shouldn't do that um, because it should just be what we get from him in this movie. Um, and it's just like, unfortunately, like I said, like some of like some of the parts that the symbiote takes his storyline are great. Like I, like I said, I, I love the anger parts, like when he's showcasing how how mad he can get uh, at some at some of the uh, the people that have, have bleh, that have hurt him. Um, but the freaking like whole like dancing scene in the club, um, just the freaking when he especially yeah when he walks out of um, like uh, freaking like men's not men's dress for less but you know that kind of thing, and he's freaking just doing like a little dance with his arms you know rolling the hands and I'm just like this doesn't feel like Peter Parker like th- this isn't Peter Parker I don't care if the symbiote is entered and it just it doesn't feel like him, um, so. There's that, but you know, towards at the end, you know, you do get it resolved. The symbiote leaves his body. He finally realizes that, yeah, no, this isn't me. He reconciles with Mary Jane. He reconciles with Harry before he dies. So those parts are great. I love that stuff. It's just some of the stuff in between them. It's like, uh, 
kind of got a love-hate relationship with that. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, the way that I view it is that this is Peter Parker dealing with something that he felt was resolved with like he thought his his uncle ben's killer was dead like that's what he thought that's what he believed so it's it's like he never really had to deal with his killer being on the loose and so seeing that he was already in a place of anger and so the the symbiote just kind of enhanced that anger, turned his anger into strength. And then him feeling like how good it is to kind of give into his anger. And then living his life based off of that, like giving into anger and and rage. And then he sees what it turns it like he has that moment where he hits Mary Jane, knocks her to the floor. And he, like you see that that like that was enough to knock him out of the of the fog and just be like, oh, shit. And then going and like cleansing himself of like his rage and getting rid of all of that. And he, like he it's like he does everything that he sets out to <sighs> Like, it's interesting because it's like once he gets the symbiote, then it's it's he's running off of anger. And so, like, that's where he's hurt Mary Jane. He's gone and attacked Harry. And he and then he like has to once he like re cleanses himself, he has to go back and deal with the consequences of his actions, even though it wasn't necessarily him. It's just still kind of taking that that accountability. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So I, I thought that was it. That part was really well done. Um, and then just seeing him like come back as that symbol of hope and justice when you get that epic scene where he jumps down in front of the American flag and like kind of has a little pose for a minute and then runs off and jump like freaking sick yeah <laughs> iconic straight up so this is when i'm i'm not the highest but i'm i'm decently high on like right. I, i'm i'm probably sitting around in a solid 80 like this is one that's like better than above average it's still not the best in the world but it's 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 good yeah yeah, you know, you got a point. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I got to match you. Cause, yeah, I don't think it deserves to belong in the 70s. It barely cracks the 80s, but it's it's no 70s when it comes to the character's development. Yeah. All right, next up, we got effects. Out of all of the movies, this is probably the one with the effects that don't hold up the greatest. That is fair. But they fit. Yeah. Um, like I still feel for the most part, excuse me, when Harry's flying on his glider, I still feel it looks pretty good. Um, don't really have any problems with him. Uh, Sandman, I still feel looks really good. Dude, Sandman looks amazing. Yeah. Like um, I've the fat, sorry. 
no, I was just going to say my favorite scene that they have is when they're in the armored truck and Spider-Man punches through him. And he just like that scene still looks freaking incredible. Like Dude, it, I know it's, it's probably a really basic special effects shot, but it looks really good still. It does. And especially the fact after he just literally freaking just grows his fists into like some a bit bigger and just freaking just knocks him right out of the truck. Freaking love that shit. Dude, giant Sandman looks dope. He does. Um, how does so so when it comes to like the final fight when he's you know giant sandman do you still feel that holds up with how his face looks on because i had some i do have some problems with that because okay that he, that's he looks probably a little where weird. it's like yeah that's where Beverly gets a little bit dicey yeah um <clears throat> but like you gotta like look at it just like the fact that when it came to um, No Way Home and, you know, just I mean, even if it weren't for scheduling conflicts with Thomas Hayden Church, the fact that when it came to like everything Sandman or at least um, like when we're actually showcased Flint Marco um, at the end, the fact that it, that literally that scene is taken from Spider-Man 3 just shows how good the effects looked in that movie. Yeah. I mean, damn, it it's. It's hard to be overcritical of of his effects. It like, is because, like, even to this day, um, like, don't get me wrong, I love the swinging in Spider Man in the Amazing Spider Man Two, but there's just something about the swinging in Tobey Maguire's movies that just it, it's good somewhere, but it, like makes me feel at peace. Like just watching him, watching Toby swing through this the city as Spider Man, just it just brings me joy. Puts such a smile on my face. Dude, you are not wrong. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Swing, swinging around with Andrew Garfield feels like a freaking like adrenaline rush. Where, like, and I'm rem- just remember like when he's swinging around at the beginning, like before he gets freaking like swooped by New Goblin. Like, it is, it is a very peaceful mo- like motion that they yeah, were able right? to create. Yeah. And then, yeah, like with Garfield, it is very much like a freaking adrenaline trip. Which, you know, hey, it, it works for his uh, iteration. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of like any horrible effects, but I can't think of anything that was just like not good. Like, I think Sam Raimi does a good job at doing going as practical as he's capable of which i really appreciate i do too um like i thought sandman even though he was doing like weird stuff with his body like morphing it into big items and like i thought that looked really good um oh the freaking train fight between dark spidey and sandman oh that fight looked awesome yeah it still looks good agreed and it's freaking terrifying to this day like yeah yeah it it really is it's so good that's probably my favorite sequence of with him in the black suit that that's fair um god i don't even know what my favorite part with him in the black suit is honestly it probably gonna sound basic when he first like realizes 
it like he like lands on the freaking side of the building he like pulls off the mask and he's just like realizing the power that he has with his new suit that basic but that's probably my favorite yeah my so i'll say favorite moment overall is when he ends up like being taken by the suit and then he like wakes up and he's upside down like staring at himself in the mirror or in the in the glass yeah i'm going to change my answer sorry that yes like <sighs> yeah freaking yeah and like he's like yeah just like the way he's like clinging clinging onto the freaking window of the building and he's just like looking at his hand just oh my god like literally nowadays when i see that now i still get chills i'm like this is so freaking cool yeah and then like like i said combat with sandman in the in the sewers was the best because yes like especially when sandman's like trying to run away and like he keeps looking back and then you see spider-man on the wall when the train's coming by and then he like crawls away like that's classic sam raimi shit and i loved it yeah so good (laughs) and dude like sam raimi knows how to build up like a horror sequence and what that was that was just one big horror sequence with spidey yeah and like I, I freaking love that when he's like fighting Spider-Man and like Spidey's yelling like, like do you remember Ben Parker, the man you got shot down in cold blood? And then he like he's like like what's it <laughs> what's it to you? And then he like goes and swings, the train comes by, like ripping by, and he's just like everything. <laughs> I'm like, ah <laughs> so good. I'm so like, this good. is the shit. <laughs> This is peak Spider Man, <laughs> and yeah, and just how freaking scary it was when he became, or when he like opened up the 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 piping and flooded him out. Yeah, like, and, and basically sees him melt away, and like just dude, his Toby Maguire's evil voice is freaking awesome it is like the way it that really he was is. just like good riddance <laughs> like oh, damn yeah so i i i so this is this is what i'm going to dock for in terms of the effects i'm going to to adjust for um giant sandman okay what i don't did we talk about venom i can't remember despite how venom looked he looked like and like in terms of like how he was designed he looked really good he did yeah like i know like a lot of people are used to like the big broody venom like you know we got in the two new movies but yeah like honestly for the direction the way that they made venom look like it would be um topher grace's eddie brock yeah i feel it looked really it worked really well and it looked really good this is why I appreciated them going a uh, a practical route because that looked like a real mask. Yes, it did. Yeah, and like I'd be genuinely shocked if it wasn't, but it looked so good. The only time it looked fake is when he was talking to Flint. Yeah. Agreed. Other than that, it looked incredible, but most of the time it was him like screeching. So, yeah, like you only needed the one pose. <laughs> That's true. So I, this, 
this is one I'm fairly high on. Um, Docking for Giant Sandman. I think I'm sitting around 92. I think that the unfortunately the the giant Sandman just kills it for me a little more. I'm sorry, so I'm gonna be sitting at a ninety. Fair enough. All right. Uh, next up, we got music. Bro, <laughs> Evil Spidey's theme song or score so good. <laughs> you so, can't so beat good. that shit. No, you cannot. Like, like honestly, when it comes damn. to when it comes to like all three of these movies soundtracks, they're all fantastic. They're so so good. Like, was it the same composer for all three? Uh, pretty sure it was Danny Elfman all to- all three times. That explains everything that I needed to know. Yeah, like I've if I knew like a good way to freaking play the the songs on on here, I totally would. But just I love the just like, oh, like and he he does such a good job. Like Danny Elfman does a really solid job at freaking. um, Actually, let me before I feel like I'm talking out my ass. It's uh, the credits real quick. (laughs) Um, Christopher Young. Did Danny Elfman not work on this? What? Hold on. Oh, no, he was the composer. Like, he's credited as a composer. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Elfman had uh, had some say in this. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I think, like, I think he does a good job at um, designing one theme song, but being able to play it in multiple ways. Where it has like a more like solemn oh. dark tones, and then he has like the kind of the lighter tones, and like he's able to he's able to play around with the music a little bit. So you want to hear so interesting thing? I don't know if you saw this, but it says Danny Elfman, the composer for the previous installments, chose not to return for the third installment of Spider Man because of difficulties with director Sam Raimi. Elfman said that he had a miserable experience working with Raimi on Spider-Man 2 and could not comfortably, comfortably, comfortably adapt his music. Christopher Young was then announced to score Spider-Man 3 in Elfman's absence. Instead, Elfman chose to work with the 2006 reboot of Charlotte's Web. A few years later, he reunited with Raimi to compose the score for Oz the Great and Powerful. No shit. Yeah. Okay. So, interesting. All right. Well, we're giving Christopher Young all our yeah, all the Christopher credit Young then. gets all the credit for this one. Yeah, guy did a fantastic Cause... job. Levels yeah, of the... Elfman with this one. Yeah, he was able to harness Elfman really freaking good. Yeah. So yeah, major props, major props. The unfortunately, the rest of the the soundtrack I wouldn't say is great. That's fair. It's no freaking um. Uh, what what's like the classic like hero by Nickelback in the original? It's it's <laughs> it's it's nothing like that. <laughs> no, not that. even close. Uh, so where are you sitting with music? I know, I'd probably say I'm an eight. Honestly, I can give you an eight. 
All right. Next up, we got costumes, which I actually have references for. Hell yeah. All right. So first up, our first up, we got to talk about classic Spidey. Just as good as the first two, if not better. It looks so, so good. Yeah. The uh, honestly, I think the only reason I would say and this isn't even like necessarily because the suit itself is better. I think it was just seeing dark Spidey the like for a majority of the movie and then seeing him come back in the, the old red and blues, like right in front of a flag. There was just something just like made you so, feel patriotic about right? it. Right. Yeah. It reminds you of the freaking, um, please. Somebody's seen that IHOP commercial when, um, the guy comes into the diner. He's just like red, white, and blue pancakes. I wonder what those taste like. Old man, dead, like the like most straight face I've ever seen, just looks over to him. He's just like America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can't freaking beat this suit, dude. You can't. Like it's there's a reason why when um they put this in the PS4 Spider-Man game that almost everyone probably everyone was playing with this costume Mm -hmm. like this was everyone's go-to like come on i know it was my go-to i even tried switching around like to different suits i'm like nah i want to i want to see this as freaking ramey spidey it's so it's it's perfection that's what it is Mm -hmm. it it is still like i like don't get me wrong the amazing spider-man 2 um, suit is so it's comic accurate. It's great. But when it comes to, to me, just my favorite Spider-Man suit I've ever seen in live action, just how much, not only it means to me, but just how much I love watching it in action on screen. I, I always have to give it to Tobey Maguire's. It's just so damn good. Dude, this is baseline. Like Spidey to me, like if right, this same. is, this is like, this is the starting block. Yes. Oh, absolutely agree. But I mean, his suit is so freaking iconic. There's like, there's no way you can't look at like when I think Spider-Man there, like the there's always like a, a two images that come into mind first, like my top two. My number one is this suit. My number two is do you? Do you know that like the image of Spider-Man that used to come on like all the balloons, all of like the the coloring books, like just that like super generic looking Spider-Man? Yep. That that's exactly the second picture that comes into my brain when I think Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, I love that. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, so that's that's my number one. Um or my number one and two. So yeah, this is like iconic. Like you can't freaking beat this shit. Um, but they got real freaking close uh, with black suit Spider-Man. Dude, um, freaking whenever the symbiote suit is brought up from any property of Spider-Man, this will always be my favorite adaptation of it. Um, I wish so much that they put this in the PS4 Spider-Man and I pray <sighs> Even though I don't have a PS5, um, I'm sure I do want to get one eventually. I hope that since the symbiote suit is going to be in Spider-Man 2, that this is a DLC um, suit. Because 
oh my god, I want to play in this suit so freaking bad. Um, because this is, that's a DLC I would purchase, and right? I don't even I like. I already know. So December twenty first is, or not December, October twenty first is when this game comes out, mm-hmm. or it's like the twenty first or twenty second. Um, I already have Monday and Tuesday set aside to go over to the Maybe's house and play it with Jackson. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome! I love it. Yeah, and if the freaking black uh symbiote suit from Raimi is like a DLC, I will happily purchase that shit. I like oh. not even owning the freaking console. Like I will freaking buy that shit because that is the only symbiote suit that I'd want to play as. Right. Oh, it's so good. So so good. Um yeah, like I don't got any problems with this one, just like I don't with the original. It's just so freaking perfect. Yeah. Like this is perfection. Even the like the the concepts art for or like actually they built a suit, like a concept suit where it is like the classic um like symbiote outfit like from comics and everything like they had a, a a practical suit built for it um that they never did anything with so they just went with this i'm glad they did it and i'm really glad that they went with this because yeah yeah the other Perfection. one looked weird like so just to explain what the other one looked like it had the same eyes um but instead of it being like the lens with like the 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 outline it was like all just one big white lens and then the suit kind of had a more like a glossy look about it oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can freaking find a picture of it i don't know if i love what you're saying (laughs) all right let's see if i can pull this shit up Yeah, I'm really glad that they did not go with that. Yeah, so it, it did have um, like the the normal lenses. Yeah, but it, like they they were playing around with the the Spider Man suit, but yeah, it had a more like glossy feel about it. And I think it would have worked. Honestly, I what I wish they would have done is something like how they did in Spectacular Spider Man. Um. Have you ever watched Spectacular Spider-Man? I've not. Okay. So in that show when when Peter Parker originally gets the symbiote suit, it is just a black version of his suit and it like slowly begins to morph into like a, a bigger spider. Okay, and like like each episode that he has the suit in, um, like yeah, the like the it it looks like it's growing like on him. So it's like just like the what the the white spider is just kind of extending, and then it eventually becomes what the the classic uh, black suit from the comics looks like. And I think that would have actually worked really well with something like this, but for what we got. I freaking love it. So no, no freaking complaints. Love the suit. 
Um, the next outfit that I, I wanted to talk about or costume is obviously freaking Flint Marco Sandman. Straight out of the freaking comics. Like, you can't get more perfect than this. Yeah. T-shirt, pants, perfection. Yeah. I remember someone freaking making the comment that he looks like Steve from Blue's Clues. And I'm just like, forget you. <laughs> well, can't see that now. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Sandman looks freaking sick. Like, yeah, no complaints with how Sandman looks. Um, Even like him all like souped up like he he looks really good. He does. So, yeah, no, no freaking complaints there. Like I iconic outfit, like freaking 10 out of 10. It's yes. basic, but. I mean, who's going to bitch and complain about that? Exactly. <laughs> All right, next one is Venom. <sighs> Minus the whole like pulling the mask back, um, I really liked how Venom looked. Like I thought he looked really, really cool. I think he looked cool too. I think the biggest thing he's missing is maybe the tongue. The t- like the tongue. I know that like he had a tongue inside his mouth, but it needs to be out. That's fair. More pro- like more prominent. Yeah, because yeah, Venom is definitely known for that. Yeah, but I mean the eye shape, the 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 ununiform webbing, like all that looked really freaking good. Um, and then Topher, like Topher Grace, like yeah, nah, maybe not the best. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I mean, other than that, like no complaints when it comes to to Venom. Agree. Other than like biggest one is just that needs some tongue. Yeah. All right. Then the last one I'm going to want to talk about is the new goblin. Dude, this suit was sick. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. Like. I don't remember, like, having any issues with this suit growing up. I thought like Same I thought here. it was freaking cool. Like I'm like freaking snowboarder as the glider. Like that's dope. Yeah. Like he's freaking got like a ninja assassin vibe. Like this was working for me. Same here. Yeah. So freaking no complaints here. I think this was a really freaking bitching suit. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So uh where are you sitting with uh with costumes? Um, honestly, just because, just because like this problems that we have with Venom, like I agree with, you know, the tongue, the like whole pulling back just so he can talk that just, it didn't always look great. Um, so like for that, like if it weren't for that, I'd honestly be at a 10. Um, but because of that, but because of that, um, I'd personally be at a nine. But I can definitely do an eight if you're feeling that. I I am at a nine, okay, and that is awesome. strictly be, like same as you, strictly because of Venom. All right, last we got our own personal scores. Do you want to take this one first? I would love to. Um, so, like we pointed out, this movie gets way too much hate. It's not as bad as everyone says that it is. Um, yes, it does have some problems. Um, but I blame that all on like studio interference, like what Sam Raimi actually did himself. He did a really good job. Um, 
it's a it's i feel it's a really good conclusion to the spider-man trilogy um it's not the greatest we could have gotten um it could have been better i definitely agree with that but for what we got i'm i'm pleased i'm 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 for the most part happy with it um the performances are great um the action's great the freaking costumes especially are great like oh my god can't say enough good about those costumes um so overall I think, I think I'm going to go on 84. Funny enough, I am like barely below you. I'm really? sitting okay. at an 83. Okay. I was wondering how close we were going to be. I like, yeah, I, I freaking love when that happens. Yeah, um, me too. I, I have a real soft spot in my heart for this movie. It's, it's not as bad as everyone like, claims it to be it's it still has its like uh, redeeming qualities about it and in the end it's still a spider-man movie so like it's not the best but it's also not the worst by a freaking mile and even like even if it was like just for shits and giggles even if it was the worst it's the worst of Spider-Man movies, which all Spider-Man movies are freaking sick. <laughs> yeah. Like even I'll even say Amazing Spider-Man is like I'll, I say that like it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. Like even if you don't love it, there is a lot to love in it. Yeah. So I I I have a soft spot in my heart heart for this movie. Um, this is one I will absolutely watch on my rotation. Like I actually might watch three more than I do one. And the only reason is because that's I have fair. a thing against origin movies, watching origin that's, movies more than once. That's fair. I mean, two is always my go to. That will always be my go to. But oh, that's I freaking loved. I mean, huge part in the fact that Doc Ock has always been my favorite Spider-Man villain. So I'm a little biased. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I freaking I freaking love this movie. Um, so with that, that concludes this week's um, this week's breakdown. I did not do a good job at lighting where the, this up or <laughs> like I stopped with music. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so going through these scores real quick. Starting off with story, we ended up sitting at an 87. Uh, it was a unanimous decision to be at a 75 when it came to writing. So that was like the biggest hit on this movie. Uh, acting came back up a little bit, sitting at an 85. The character development wasn't the best in the world, so we ended up giving that an 80. The effects were rock solid, so we ended up giving that one a an eighty or ninety one. Uh, music ended up sitting at an eight out of ten, and that's just because an amazing score. Uh, the rest of the soundtrack was a little meh, but I think the 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 score was able to s save this movie. Uh, next up, costumes. We ended up giving this a nine out of ten. And then our personal score averaged out to an 83.5. So 
So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Spider-Man 3 has come out to a drum noise. It came out to a B. Okay. I'm cool with that. I am absolutely okay with that. Um, I think it has a, a pretty decent home. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just excited to see what it ranked above and what below. Honestly, just like first looks, not hating it. Okay. Um. All right. So, Spider-Man Three is currently sitting at a at an eighty-four point five six percent. That puts it on the exact same level as Christopher Robin. Interesting. Yeah, which I mean, I'm in total agreement with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so this puts it below the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, puts it below Megan. I can seems yeah, like you're. I, dis- I disagree with that one. You said it's below Megan. Below Megan. Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna disagree with that one. But that's me. If it helps, it's like barely. <laughs> All right. That yeah, that cushions the blow. Yeah, like. Here, let me pull out my calculator. I'll do the math. <laughs> All right, so Megan is at an 84.81, which puts 84.56. So it's it's 0.25%. Okay. All right. That 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 is so not even a better. full percentage, it's a freaking quarter of a percent. All right. That makes me feel better. <laughs> um all right, it's below the Little Mermaid 2023. Okay, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Uh, it's below Hocus Pocus, which is at an 85. Okay, I can agree with that. As long as it's not below Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, I don't remember where Hocus Pocus 2 ended up. Yeah, really quickly, so far, can we talk about... Here. You know, it's very weird that they released Hocus Pocus 2 last year. When this year is the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus, like, why would you not release it the 30th anniversary? Because <laughs> they're dumb. Hey, you know what? You're not wrong. All right. Uh, let's see. It's below Holes, which is at an 85.25. Yeah, fair. Uh, and then this one, I think you might have an issue with. It's below The Flash, which is at an 85.31. I'm honest. Wait, it's below the flash. Is that what you're below saying? the flash. I'm okay with that. Because are you? Because I am yeah. too. <laughs> I really. Like, I know everyone hates that. So many people hate on that movie, but like, I really enjoyed the flash. It was. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. I people are hating happy. on it for no reason. Ah, uh, they have their like, reasonings. I know. Like, other than the special effects, the movie itself isn't like this, the, the worst special thing effects, in the world. and you know, certain people that are in the movie. Um. Dude, you can't. But just look past that. Just yeah, look at it as a freaking movie. Um, and just, yeah, you, shitty you'll people see are this, in movies too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see a so, a pretty actually solid superhero film. Yeah, but I feel like we're like one of the few, re- like reviewers or critics that can separate the art the from artist. the artist. Exactly. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's that's where it's sitting. What's below? All right. What it's sitting above? I actually like really agree with. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Uh, 
so it's above prey, which is at an 84.43. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. It's above Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm, yeah, sorry, I don't agree with that. What? I dude, I I feel I'm one of the few people that will defend Age of Ultron, and I'm sorry, I like Avengers Age of Ultron more than Spider-Man 3. All right. Um, uh, let's see. It's above Blue Beetle. Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. All right, it's above Solo, a Star a Star Wars story. Yeah, that's fair. And then it is above Free Guy. Okay. Yeah, I do like Spider-Man three more than Free Guy. I will say though, like don't like don't get me wrong. I agree with you know it being above Solo, but Solo is another uh, movie that I feel gets way too much hate. It's actually a pretty decent Star Wars movie if you give it a chance. Dude, the freaking margins for this though are so ridiculously close. (laughs) Like, just like in terms of like with Spider-Man three. Like you have to go, what is that? 84.56. Yeah. You have to go 12 movies up to get 1% away. Damn, bro. That's insane. Yeah. So that's going from technically 13. If you, I I don't count 13 because Christopher Robin and Spider-Man three are on the same level, but it's just alphabetized. Yeah. So like either of these, it's it, it's a 12% or it's 12 movie difference between 84.56 and 85.56. And the 85.56 is a uh, Cruella. Okay. Wow. And then go in the opposite direction. So going down to an 83.5. We're at like Lady and the Tramp 2019. Okay. And technically, that's like a little bit over 1%. So if we went like under the with no hard feeling, that'd be no hard feelings. That's like the full percentage. Okay, Okay, wow. So, yeah, I'm not hating where this is at. Yeah, I'm not either. I think overall, a B is a very solid score for this. Agreed. Um, But yeah. So that wraps up this week's episode um if you like this episode want to check out more of our stuff be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts we are basically everywhere um we're on facebook instagram twitter instagram uh letterboxd which have you been keeping up with that not greatly but i have i promise i have been posting you son of a bitch i know i suck yeah, so we're available on all those social media platforms. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, like all the big uh, podcast listening platforms we're, we're on. So be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you're listening and wherever you're on social media. You can find us at the All Bros. Um, be sure to check out our website too, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, where you can find links to everything that we do. Uh, if you feel like hitting us up, if you want to suggest an episode, want to be on an episode, um, anything along those lines, be sh- 
sure to hit us up the uh, the Albros channel at gmail.com. And yeah. So next week, uh, you guys can look forward to us breaking down Saw X. And it's I cannot be a bloody ex- good time. Oh, I cannot explain how excited I am to see this. I never thought I'd hear Caleb say that. Dude, I'm pumped. He's excited I, for a Saw movie. I never thought I'd hear that from Caleb. The, okay, there's mouth. a difference between like, uh, okay, just letting you in on like our planning lives. Uh, Rose was like, hey, what about The Exorcist? And I told him, how about you go kick turds? <laughs> um, there is a major difference between a freaking jaw or saw slasher film and demon exorcist shit there is a huge difference (laughs) (laughs) so yeah rose can go jump in a creek (laughs) i'm on on my way now yeah we'll uh we'll be breaking down saw x next week um and then the exorcist the following week Nope. <laughs> it's it's actually almost embarrassing what we'll be doing the next week. <laughs> uh, but to find out what that is, be sure to tune in next week. <laughs> yes. Um. So until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we will catch you guys next week. Deuces. Show long. Sounded like you were straining a little bit there. I don't even know what voice I was going for. <laughs>